Welcome back to episode four of Four Opacity, the podcast. I'm your host, Camille Bacon, and I'm joined today by my friend, Kusi. Kusi is a person who consistently rises to the occasion. She is steadfast in all that she does, and her presence reminds me of the brush of a butterfly's wings mixed with the whistle of an arrow piercing the sky. She is unshakably gentle and also unflinchingly determined, and today we're going to talk about celibacy. So, Kusi, would you like to just briefly introduce yourself before we jump into it? Yeah, sure. Hey, everyone. My name is Kusi. I am just a woman, a doctor, (laughs) (laughs) and a dear friend of Kemi. Indeed, indeed. So, I think it would be best to start with the practicals. So, how do you define celibacy? What is celibacy to you? And when and why did you decide to be celibate? Mm, great start. Um, <laughs> celibacy to me is an exercise in discipline. Mm-hmm. It is abstaining from carnal desires mm-hmm. to be able to be open-hearted as safely as possible. Mm. And when I decided to become celibate, it was November of 2022. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's been like just over a year. Yeah, it's been a year and two months. Mm-hmm. And I have a ton of feelings about it. (laughs) Which we're going to get into. A ton of feelings about it. (laughs) So it's been just over a year. And I'm super curious about um, if you gave yourself kind of like a temporal boundary of like, I will be celibate for X amount of time. Or if you went into it more so being like, you know, (laughs) I'm going to continue to make this choice until I don't want to anymore, regardless of how long it takes. Yeah, I think it's more so of the latter. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the time frame is going to be. And mm-hmm. I have to admit, as I'm coming up um, on a year and two months, mm-hmm. I'm getting a bit antsy if mm-hmm. I even want to continue on with celibacy. But I think that's like the double-edged sword of celibacy. As much as you want to break it or you think about changing the way of it, mm-hmm. like what you learn from being celibate, you can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. So I am more so celibate until I have like this very like clear feeling mm-hmm. that I am okay to break this and mm-hmm. I know exactly why I'm breaking this mm-hmm. and me and the partner that I decide to break it with are mm-hmm. on the complete same page. A hundred percent. And I'm also curious about as you were first beginning this, if it was like I'm, I'm abstaining from sex or if it's like I'm abstaining from sex and all other sexual acts, and if that has also shifted across this year and two months for you. Yeah. So when I first became celibate, I was like, absolutely not. I don't want to share my body in any way Mm -hmm. with anyone right now. Mm -hmm. I need to, like, get back into my body and Mm -hmm. get in touch as to, like, why am I even trying to engage this intimately with someone else? Mm -hmm. So that was, like, a hard no. But as I, like, tiptoed onto a year, I've had some experiences that were... Definitely sexual in nature, but, Mm -hmm. like, I can never get past a certain point. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, my body wouldn't even let me. Yeah, absolutely. I feel you. And I'm also wondering if there was a particular thing that happened, if there was, like, a specific impetus for your decision, or if it was more so, like, you waking up one morning, feeling a suite of feelings, and then moving on that kind of intuition. Oh, my gosh. It was... (laughs) <laughs> I could literally pinpoint the moment that I woke up and was like, yeah, hell no, I'm mm-hmm. not doing this again. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh my gosh. I was like, 
<sighs> talking to this boy that I thought had a really nice smile. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it always started? Like <laughs> he was nowhere near dreamy. He just had a nice <laughs> smile and I was incredibly horny and I decided to engage with sex with him and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I had sex with him and I just was like, I knew that it was going to be weak. Like, I, like, my intuition was like, babe, How did you know? I feel like you know because it's just you're not connected with the person. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you can tell by their energy, your mm-hmm. energy while you're around them. Mm-hmm. And you know when it's like, okay, this is about to be some bomb sex. Mm-hmm. Or this is just, like, something that I'm doing because I'm bored. Or mm-hmm. trying to hide. Or mm-hmm. trying to, like, go inside of myself. Yep. Or worse yet, I'm trying to fake intimacy for, like, this 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wonderful and as someone like literally as someone who is like a recovering intimacy whore and Mm -hmm. will fake intimacy in any way just Mm -hmm. to like have like that thrill of rush yeah that thrill that rush of connectedness Mm -hmm. i knew i saw myself doing it with this person but Mm -hmm. i just was like like whatever Mm -hmm. because i've done it so much in the past and i also had him in my home which i never do Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had sex, and like literally mid sex, I was like, "I, right. yeah, <laughs> get off of me for real, yeah, I'm cool off this." Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that he thought that I just was like cool off this, like in the moment, and I probably myself thought so too. Mm-hmm. But after I had to escort him from my home, mm-hmm. and I sat with myself, I was like, "I'm actually cool off this in general." Yeah, absolutely. This this is bottomless. Mm. And so unfulfilling, and mm-hmm. I'm doing this to just fill up time and mm-hmm. space and, like, run away from myself and the intimacy that I can cultivate within myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, find myself a project. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. On some Virgo realness. <laughs> On some Virgo realness. And Absolutely. I just was like, yeah. I feel like I want to wrap a couple of things that you've said together. And I think this quote that you said last time we spoke about this, where you were like, Everything about celibacy slows me down. And you were saying that in the context of discipline and talking about like, oh, if there's this like trip I want to save for or like a meditation practice I'm trying to get into or like whatever habit or thing or way you want to relate to yourself that does require a degree of discipline, that celibacy and recentering in that decision for yourself has allowed you to cultivate discipline elsewhere. But then I feel like that discipline is also connected to something else we've discussed which is like this script for intimacy that we've been handed and of course it's like we're both hopeless romantic yes or actually i'm trying to reframe this as hopeful romantic (laughs) okay definitely we're gonna run with that exactly definitely hopeful but where it's like you know we were raised on rom-coms we were raised on like you know all this media about the ways that we should expect romance and sex to go down etc etc and it's like what you were saying about being able to turn on that, like, I don't know, like, manufactured kind of intimacy is a way of feeding back into that script of, like, all right, now we're making out. All right, now, like, tongues are here. Now we're sleeping. It's like there's this contrived way that we think the scene is supposed to unfold. And I think feeding into that script is the exact thing that leaves us specifically, like, as people with vulvas, in this feedback loop of constantly unfulfilling experiences and i'm really compelled by what it takes within the self within Mm -hmm. yourself to wake up and be like actually i'm gonna choose discipline 
over all of these unfulfilling experiences. And that also necessitates you to think about and sit with the way that this script has been shoved down your throat and the way that it comes up in your life more broadly. So this is like, (laughs) yeah, I've said a lot of things, but maybe we start with thinking about discipline as it relates to celibacy. And then we can talk more about this, like, yeah, this script situation. Okay, because I have so many thoughts. So <laughs> first things first, like for me, when I decided to become celibate and abstain from sex mm-hmm. and like that carnal desire, mm-hmm. it brings up every aspect where you're undisciplined in life. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and it just, I think it just brings up so much for me, like how lustful I was and like reckless I was as far as like spending money mm-hmm. or like procrastinating or just mm-hmm. like indulge overindulging in things that I knew that were going to contribute to me abandoning myself Ugh. or distract you or, or distract something. me yeah. from like the things that I really truly desire and really truly give me pleasure mm-hmm. and I think when you take sex away when you take that huge distraction of like this oxytocin release and I'm mm-hmm. so like wrapped up in someone else mm-hmm. you're just left with yourself and you're yeah. just left with what you desire truly yeah. and you're left with what you can do or what you haven't been doing to get to that. Mm. So you have to take yourself for real. You have to take yourself for real. You have to be serious with Mm -hmm. yourself. And I think being celibate has just given me such a clear head Mm. on what I truly desire. Like with like take out all the outside noise of like what I'm supposed to desire yeah. and like this linear way, this script, yeah. not just in sex, but like in life about what I want and what's supposed to give me pleasure mm-hmm. and really ask myself, mm-hmm. what do I want? Mm-hmm. What is pleasurable to me? Mm-hmm. And what should I do to get it? There we go. And what are you willing to, or what are you not willing to do what to do you, get it? I think that's really the question. <laughs> and what are you not going to do? And it's just like a like an exercise of like, stop self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Stop abandoning yourself. That part. That part. <laughs> like, why am I continuously abandoning myself to follow this like linear script that I don't even subscribe to? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> so let's talk about like, what do we mean when we're referencing this script? Like, I think that's become shorthand in our friendship. Yeah. Like, I know exactly what you mean. You know what I mean. But like, let's open that up. Like, what is this script that we're talking about? Um, for me, I think the script is just like this really like loose outline of seduction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I make eyes with mm-hmm. someone that I think is cute. They make eyes back and mm-hmm. then like we talk kind of closely like and I whisper in their ear and mm-hmm. then we're kissing and then like <laughs> you're kissing on my neck and yep. then like we're making out and then like now we're naturally supposed to have like this like penetrative intercourse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, like that's the script that we've all been sold but like sex is so much more expansive than that. Absolutely. And you're losing out on so much of yourself, the other person, the pleasure, and intimacy. Absolutely. So, like, you're following, like, this really weird, redundant, like, Mm -hmm. super linear, like, not fun script Mm -hmm. to get to, like, this pinnacle moment of intimacy when, like, intimacy is the whole breath of sex. Yeah. And, of course, the pinnacle is the male orgasm in particular. Obviously. Oh, my God. Oh, obviously, of course, but not, that shouldn't be obvious. And it shouldn't be obvious. And then like, you're, and you're abandoning yourself and your pleasure and your ability to speak up and your ability to say what I want and don't want because Mm -hmm. you're trying to like be the best Oscar award winning actress in this script. Yep. 
And it's yeah. corny. I, it is. It's corny it as hell. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and I think something that I've been thinking a lot about in terms of my own, um, yeah, experience with celibacy is that it really honed my capacity to like sense into my own satiation mm. where it was like I would be making out with someone and have to be like you know what I could follow this script right now but we're just not even going to go there because my body has already gotten everything that it needs from this interaction right now um or not even everything it needs everything it wants exactly and learning to stall at that exact moment and not feed into the voices of the shoulds and the shame and the like this is how you're supposed to be in these encounters and interactions has been so so transformative for me and I think another vital thing to talk about is celibacy as it relates to agency Mm. and I think so another thing you said (laughs) last time we talked (laughs) was like Ever since I took sex off the table, I've had no anxiety around telling men, hell nah. And I feel like, first of all, yes. Second of all, I love thinking about celibacy as a way of reconnecting with our own agency and our own power of choice. And like literally the sensation of what it feels like to arrive at a juncture and be able to decide which direction it is going to go. And then to be able to express that with a degree of confidence to the other person. And... I think all of that leads me to really believe that celibacy is a way of connecting us, reconnecting us to our most earnest and sincere desires. And I wonder how celibacy has altered the experience of living in your own body as it relates to your agency. Because if we think about how celibacy has allowed you to be more disciplined in other areas of your life, I also imagine that your power of choice is more palpably felt now. I just feel so powerful. Yes. I feel so powerful. I I feel so magnetic. I feel like I can call anything into my life because I have mastered Mm -hmm. not just like disciplined in like the most carnal desire, but also just like the ability to be like, this is what I need for for me to even think about getting to that point. Yeah. And I'm unwavering in that. Yeah. And I just, ah, I just wish more people had that Mm -hmm. because I feel like back to the script we're just taught that sex is so completely on like this guy's time Mm -hmm. on the other person's time Mm -hmm. and like what they want and we're supposed to be so performative and you're not even asking yourself like what do i need to even feel loved and safe and like full Mm -hmm. to even think about having sex yeah absolutely and i'm curious about if you could name some of those things that you've been able to identify over these past like 14 months like what are the things that you look for and need in order and to before go into a sexual encounter with someone. Yeah, I just need someone that is incredibly considerate Mm -hmm. and, like, is just clear and undying in, like, the adoration for me. I need someone that is just thoughtful. I need someone that is, like, zealous to protect me and provide for me. Mm -hmm. And, like, and I mean, when I say thoughtful, I mean... Thinking about me and, like, their everyday activities. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like... Like, Kusi would like this. Kusi would like this. <laughs> or, like, oh, like, it's raining and I know that she has to go to, like, Equinox and she has mm-hmm. to get on the train. Let me actually just send her a car. Let mm-hmm. me actually go pick her up. Like, mm-hmm. I need someone to be, like, knowing my matcha order. There we I go. need someone to think that how I spend my mornings is adorable. Mm-hmm. I need someone that, like, we are, like, dying laughing 
over our own inside jokes and it's like it's genuine before I can think about like having that type of or allowing that type of interest into my body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I just, I don't, and I need romance too, and not the performative romance. Yeah. Not like, okay, the first day you come with flowers just because that's what you're supposed to do. Like, mm-hmm. you're genuinely interested in my favorite flower, and mm-hmm. you want to see me smile, and like, mm-hmm. you're interested in being connected with me, like on all levels, and then physical, it's like the cherry on top. Absolutely. And I just think it's so... When you take sex off the table and you're starting to like get to know people and you're starting to see what they would rather do and getting to know you and like connecting with you, mm-hmm. seeing someone that would rather see me smile is what will make me be like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready for sure. And until then, I'm not. You said I'm good on it. I'm cool. Absolutely. And I think it's very compelling that the things you've mentioned are not, don't have anything to do with a kind of sexiness that is purely physical. Yeah. I think having someone, so this morning we were listening to this song, My Body is a Cathedral of Pleasure, right? And like, so I'm thinking also about pleasure as this holy thing and like our desires as an altar that another person kneels to. And it's like, if you are not down to kneel at this altar right now, it's and consistently, like consistently, consistently show up yeah. and consistently want to please me, mm-hmm. then how can you put me in a position that I just have to please you? Yeah. I, I don't want it. Yeah. And I think being so clear on that and being so unwavering on that just also changes the dating game for me as well. Okay, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I think being able to date while being celibate, it's like you're just... You're, you're taking all the pressure off the table. So I can still be sexy and seductive and, mm-hmm. like, be fun and be flirty because I know where this is going to end. Yeah. I know where this is going to end, and I'm able to do all of these things and attract people to me and be a magnet and get to know other people, but also I have so much room, literally acres of room, to see what you would rather do. Mm-hmm. See if you really genuinely want to get to know me and you really are connecting with me or you are just, like, letting your desire to have sex with me dry Mm -hmm. and I think me taking sex off the table I'm able to discern that so clearly now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that when you tap into that level of self-discipline for yourself other people that you engage with become way more transparent Mm. than they think Mm -hmm. you're like I can read you right now I can I know exactly what you want from me first day Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm and I'm able to either feed into that or not because I have, I know where this is going to go. Yeah, absolutely. I know like where the boundary is and absolutely. it's a hard one. Mm-hmm. It's a distinct line. It's a distinct line. <laughs> I also wonder if your celibacy is something that you bring up with people that you're on dates with. Is that something that you've ever mentioned to someone that you were seeing before? No. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like even that is super intimate. Are we, mm. are we even getting to that place where we should even be talking about sex? Mm. Why are we talking about sex? Mm-hmm. I don't know you from nowhere. There we go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, that's, that's also a thing, too. It's like, when you take sex off the table, it just changes how you interact with people that you see romantically or people that you find attractive or sexy or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just like, I'm into the slow burn. Yeah, absolutely. I'm into it being super cute and calm and mm-hmm. just, like, tender and gentle mm-hmm. and fun mm-hmm. and, like, you know, innocent. And it can get carnal when it needs to get carnal. But until as well. then, yeah. But until then, why the first two, three dates are we even talking about sex? Yeah, yeah. 
I'm here for it, as you well know. <laughs> I also wonder if you've had moments of temptation along the board and like um, kind of how you maintain this choice for yourself because I think it really becomes this like axis, this like horizon that you have to keep orienting back to. It's yeah. not like you decide to be celibate and then it's like, all right, cool, like I'm just going to keep living my life. It's a repeated, repeated um, action, <laughs> actually, I think. I think it's a constant choice to be celibate. Yeah. You know, especially just, I don't know, being someone that also dates. And, I'm, and I do like to be around men I like to be I like, I like to be cuddled I like to be I like to have those type of like physical touch that can easily get steamy mm-hmm. and I definitely have had <laughs> I think I, I think I think I've had maybe like <laughs> one particular instance well mm-hmm. two instances where I was like okay I could easily break my celibacy but one instance in particular where I was like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I've I I'm teetering on the line. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, definitely. Because I, I just I think at least for me, like the first six seven months, like you're incredibly horny. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> you're incredibly Bitch. horny, and it's like, damn, all I can think about is sex. But <laughs> but then it's also like. At least for me, that was totally the case for me too. But I would think about the kind of sex I wanted to be having and exactly. would be able to just like build this entire fantasy universe for exactly. myself, which is so thrilling. I'm like, no one else needs to know about this actually. And my decision to be celibate was like very deeply informed by noticing in moments where people would ask me what I want. Mm. My entire throat would close up, my entire body would shut down, and it mm. wouldn't be like, I know what I want and I'm not telling you. It would be like my head is empty. Like my body is literally shutting down in this moment. And I wasn't able to show up for my own desires. And eventually it became abundantly clear that I was going to keep having extremely boring sex. If I did not like aggressively (laughs) change tracks like right now kind of situation. Relatable. Yeah. And I'm curious then about how like in the moments where you've been like, ooh, like I could break this right now. Ah! Like what it is, what you tell yourself in order to bring yourself back to that center. Because for me, it was really just remembering the reason I made this decision in the first place. It was quite simple. actually. Ditto. Yeah. Ditto. When I'm in these like precarious situations with a fella (laughs) (laughs) it's just like I just in my head I am thinking this is not what I want yeah this is nice you know what I'm saying I like like okay I you know I am feeling good with him kissing me or holding me and like feeling a strong person like hold Mm -hmm. me I like the feeling of this but this is only one dimension of the feeling that I want out of sex Mm -hmm. There we go. You get what I'm saying? Like this is only this is this is feeding like my surface level desire for intimacy and like like, we could be opening microcosmic (laughs) orbits together. Like let's talk about that. Let's just be real. I'm trying to like manifest hella things into my life with sex. Yeah, I'm trying to have. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to have like deep like deep sensations of pleasure and desire and like transcendent like transcendent like a full body orgasm from like my toes to like my eyebrows yes like i'm trying to have like i'm gonna have serious sex like (laughs) i'm not i'm done playing you feel me i'm done playing the games with these with these people (laughs) and like when i am like hooking up with a with with a guy and i am just like 
I can sew easily. This is nothing. And I'm like, I'm feeling wanted and all this, this like, mm-hmm. honestly, like low level, low hanging fruit, mm-hmm. like satiations. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. This is exactly why I'm celibate. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you being like, I'm trying to manifest hella shit into my life through <laughs> sex is also such a glorious statement to me because I wish, 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 wish from the bottom of my heart that more people understood that sex is literally magic. Like that's what you're doing. And even that's what you're doing. That's that, what intimacy is. That, that's exactly what you're it moving is. sensation, and that's magic. And I think also just being like on a more pragmatic landscape. <laughs> I feel like people with vulvas, women, assume all the risk in sex. Yeah. yeah. Like the older that I get, the more mature that I get, just in my spirituality and just like in my body mm-hmm. and like what I want and mm-hmm. just like what I know and being someone that works in women's health, maternal mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. women assume all the risk. Yeah. And I think that brings up another point, which is, at least for me, there was a lot of grief and still mm. is a lot of grief when I think about what it means that I, as like a young woman, have had to make this decision and have had to like take a moment of pause to get over my own center of gravity again, because it really ultimately is a result of being handed a world that does not know how to teach us to show up for our own desires or like that we even have permission to do that so then it was this moment of like me reaching for the language and the support and the resources that I needed to yeah like I said get over that center of gravity again and especially as black women you know I think yeah we've been handed a world that literally depends on our decimation and depends on our obliteration and depends yes. on our our like consistent almost like brainwashing into believing yes. that like across generations we exist to be of service and like that's where our value comes from and it's like actually no I'm not into that at all I'm at into all. being of ser- service of course that brings me a great degree of pleasure but that is not where my purpose begins and ends and that is certainly Correct. not where I wish my sex life to begin and end either. Correct. And I wonder, yeah, because it's like we could talk about how this decision has made us both feel so powerful, but I think it would be, yeah, we would be remiss not to mention the other side of that sword, which is like it's deeply saddening to think about the fact that we have had to make this decision that like our fulfillment is something that we need to like build an architecture to climb towards exactly and it's just it is hard too right because it's like as women you have to make the decision to be like okay like i'm putting not just like my spiritual and emotional health at risk like with this oxytocin release to be connected to this person who i'm unsure about Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> and the unsureness is a hard no. Yeah. If it would be realistic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm also putting like my body at risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, you know, God forbid something, a mistake happens. Like now the onus is all on you to make like this huge choice about what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. With someone that you're unsure about. Like mm-hmm. this is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is madness. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not going to assume all of the risk of like, the hormones and like the emotional like connection by divine by design of like the human body for someone that i'm unsure about when we both know unsureness is a hard no yeah there we go and (laughs) it's like celibacy and the decision to continue orienting around that axis then also almost becomes this way of shaping 
a life shaping a world that we actually want to exist in. Like celibacy has literally made my life more viable. Like it really has. Celibacy sharpens your discernment Mm -hmm. in every single corner, Mm -hmm. small crevice of your life. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just, I mean, it's hard. Like I just feel like being, learning about sex and desire Mm -hmm. under the, guys of like patriarchy and misogyny Mm -hmm. i just feel like the most powerful thing you can do is tell a nigga hell no there we go (laughs) (laughs) what i feel like anyway like the most perfect like the most powerful thing you can do is like actually this is going to be on my terms and even if one minuscule thing is off i'm not doing it there we go some things you don't have to compromise earth the kit earth the kit oh my god Clutching her pearls, like, compromise? For what? And, like, laughing maniacally. Like, I feel that laugh so deeply. Oh, my God. Because. Oh, for what? Because exactly. I already have to compromise daily just by design of how the society is and me being a woman. There we go. And me showing up in this world. Me being a black woman. There we go. I'm not compromised just to fuck on these niggas. Be no. Be real. And that's like <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to bring up is this moment at the end of that interview. So we're referencing a moment from the documentary about Eartha Kitt called All By Myself, the story of Eartha Kitt. <laughs> and it circulates quite often. But at the very end, she says, I fall in love with myself and I want someone to share it with me. I want to share me with me. Mm. And then she kind of like perches her chin on her hand and like looks out into the distance <laughs> on some like that's so Raven having a vision <laughs> shit. Like it's truly, I love how theatrical Eartha Kit is. But, original Babbage. Yeah, real. truly. <laughs> but I think the like the theatricality and the like cinematic nature of this woman's existence in the world and the cinem- like just how melodramatic the first half of that interview is. I'm like living for it. And then in the final 10 seconds, she simmers all the way down. And it feels like when she says this quote about wanting to find someone to share herself with and like finding someone to share me with me, mm-hmm. it feels like it's a different part of her heart that's speaking. She's yes. speaking a lot more softly. And I think my celibacy has connected me to both of those parts of myself where I'm like <laughs> laughing maniacally over here on the left, yes. but also like in my tender bag, like yes. holding myself in fetal position on the other side of the spectrum too. And I think celibacy basically has allowed myself to actually access all of the dimensions of who I am. And in that sense, I really think it is a kind of world building. Like this is, it's like a technology almost. It literally is a technology. I feel like it's just a connectedness with every aspect of yourself and being able to be like, I can be as open hearted and as tender as possible. And Mm -hmm. celibacy allows me to do that without bounds, but Mm -hmm. it protects me. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't get too dangerous. There we go. And I have, I mean, in the past, I feel like I, I know that I'm emotional. I know that I want to be open-hearted. I know that I want to always give all of myself to people that I connect with. Mm-hmm. But if I prematurely have sex, if I have sex on any terms that are my own, mm-hmm. it kind of just makes me jaded to mm-hmm. do that. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. And simultaneously, <laughs> simultaneously, it gives, it, it makes me feel so confident and like mm-hmm. I can just have like this evil laughter to all of my standards yeah. like oh, you peasants can't even step <laughs> to the plate exactly <laughs> exactly and I also wonder with all of this said like 
who you talk about your celibacy with. Like, what has your support system looked like across this decision, across these last 14 months? Um, how do you talk about this with your friends, for example? Mm. We talk about it. I don't know. I think at first when I decided to become celibate, we talked about it more so like it's like this abstract idea. Mm-hmm. And this is a nice challenge. Like I see why mm-hmm. you're doing it. What's prompting you? Like it's very like curious. Mm-hmm. We're all on this journey together. Mm-hmm. And I think now it's just like my friends know I'm going to say you should be celibate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, literally. Literally my answer. Like, like that's the advice. Like, that's, that's the, the advice. advice. That's the advice. Like I, I like my when I talk to my homegirls about like men and like their or just partnership in general and sex in general and like the issues that they're having, mm-hmm. um, which is mostly with men. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you should probably just take a beat. Mm-hmm. You should just try celibacy. Like, let's just see how you're gonna feel if you take sex off the table. And that is like the beginning and the end of my advice. There we go. <laughs> you said that's it. That's it. I also wonder if celibacy has helped you center women in your life. I think that we're handed, like, part of this patriarchal, really heteropatriarchal, really white heteropatriarchal, Mm. um, like, monstrosity that we've been handed is that we're kind of encouraged to build a hierarchy in our relationships where our romantic relationships are at the top and, like, feed this conjugal domestic fantasy that's totally interwoven with capitalistic intent as well. And then friendship, you know, mm. it'll be like, like romantic relationship, then family, then friendship, then like, you know, yeah. and I'm curious about whether or not this decision has impacted the way that you relate to your own relationships and which ones you value and why. Hmm. I don't think that celibacy has made me focus more on women community or mm-hmm. women friendships. I feel like for me, I've always been mm-hmm. someone who prioritizes the women in my life yes. and like sisterhood mm-hmm. and like being super serious about having a community that mm-hmm. feeds me like platonically and mm-hmm. like that nourishes, that me. nourishes me. Absolutely. I do think that celibacy has kind of erased all of the smoke around what I need as far as intimacy in all relationships. Mm. Celibacy has given me um, the courage Mm -hmm. and the language to articulate to my homegirls, to my Mm. family, to people that I date. This is exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. This is what I want. This is what what I'm not getting. Mm -hmm. And like be able to engage in that conversation more regularly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I just think celibacy has... It's so grounding that it has made me, like, incredibly sure of myself mm-hmm. um, and my needs. And being able to say, I'm not having this need met. Do you have the capacity for it? And mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Absolutely. And it's like intimacy and connection are not, it's not an accident. It doesn't happen by coincidence. Yeah. It's something that you actively work towards. Totally. And it requires consistent action. Correct. Absolutely. I'm like, yes, Kusi. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I also wonder... Um, what the relationship for you is between celibacy and like people pleasing and like having an anxious attachment style, which are all things that we've also talked about before. Oh my gosh, I'm literally about to throw up. 
<laughs> no, because the way that like celibacy holds an incredible mirror up to you, it's not. It's like it literally uh, makes you want to like throw up. You get nauseous. Yeah. I, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where, like, my people-pleasing and anxious attachment, like, come from. Perhaps me being the first-born daughter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we can... We can do... That's, that's, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> like, whatever. But I definitely... I feel like once I made the decision to commit to celibacy, you realize how much of a hard time you have with saying no. Mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. I realized how much I would put, like my desires on the back burn to like keep the quote-unquote peace mm-hmm. or like to be agreeable or yeah. to like keep the vibes like consistent and copacetic mm-hmm. and and now <laughs> that i'm celibate <laughs> i won't even leave the house if i don't want to there we go like no tino shit like i love you so bad but i'm not going to dinner yeah i can't make it yep I don't want to. And no problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's no problem. And I don't feel uncomfortable saying that. And I feel like, even with dating, too, and just, like, always trying to... Always trying to be the pursuer. Mm -hmm. But, like, feeling so empty because I just want so badly to be pursued. Mm -hmm. And I want so badly to receive. And Mm -hmm. I think that if I was to pursue more, they would eventually start pursuing me. That's not how it works. Mm -mm. And I just, I feel like celibacy has given me so much room to, like, relax. Yeah. You, like, you're not going to fall out with your homies because you don't want to go to dinner. It's true. And <laughs> actually, I think, completely reshapes the way I've thought about my relationship to my no. Where it's like, the no is the, no is the boundary. The no yeah. is what allows me, as Prentice Humphill says, like to establish this distance at which I can love you and myself simultaneously. And then my friend Toomey talks about boundaries as this thing that allows me to be in sacred and sustainable intimacy with another person. Yes. And so it's like, actually, by, like, let's say, right, hypothetical, you invite me to dinner, I'm not trying to go, I tell you no. Like, that is actually a more loving choice than saying yes from a place of obligation, which directly kind of like shuts me off from my own sacred desire which really was to stay the fuck home oh and it builds resentment yeah oh my gosh i just feel like celibacy has just given me so much room like i don't need to abandon myself ever nope (laughs) nope i've lied louder for the people in the back exactly i'm like you know i don't i just i don't need to keep putting my my desires on the back burn just to like, I don't know, be like the driving force of these relationships. Mm-hmm. Just to like start having a little bit of resentment for me doing these things and maybe feeling like they're not reciprocated or maybe mm-hmm. feeling like I'm just overextending myself. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, oh my God, I just feel like it it, it gave me the room to be like, I, yes, I can love myself while simultaneously loving you, but I don't have to be shy or coy about letting you know that I do love myself more there we go (laughs) and like that will always be the case and that will always be the case like no to no shit I just I do love myself more and it's gonna be a hard no for me yeah see you next week or not absolutely and it's also on some like yes I am the person that I love most in this world and that's actually the only thing that allows me to extend that to other people it's not on some like hard is on Fort Knox like yeah. or nev- like it's not that it's actually the complete opposite and 
I also um, was hanging out with two of my friends yesterday, and one of them told me that Bell Hooks was celibate for 17 years. 17 years! And another mentor of mine, we were like talking about all about love over the summer, like right after Bell Hooks had passed away. And she was like, you know, I wonder if she ever found love. Like, I wonder if she ever fell in love and was able to continue choosing it in the way that she always, you know, was literally writing whole entire books about. And I wonder if having those historical markers of other black women specifically who we look up to, who have made this similar choice, kind of like puts us in a lineage of people who use celibacy as a tool to reconnect to their own desires, to reconnect to the sensation of agency, to proliferate that like sense of self-discipline throughout their life. And I wonder, sitting here together, like on this couch in Chicago right now and thinking about the fact that, yeah, this choice puts us in a lineage with other black feminists. Like, I wonder how that lands in your body. This knowing that like we are doing something that those before us have done as well. Yeah. It feels, it feels grounding. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel so like treacherous, like, oh, this unmarked territory. It Mm -hmm. feels like, wait, actually the most radical thing you can do is just protect your no. Mm -hmm. There we go. And I, and it just, it's inspiring to know that like women that I read, women that I look up to, women that I quote, Mm -hmm. also embarked on this journey Mm -hmm. to like savor their no. Mm -hmm. And it just, it gives me a lot of confidence that, yeah, when I do break this, this is going to be exactly what I want because it's it's women that I love that have taught me mm-hmm. in the past that got exactly what they wanted. There we go. Absolutely. At least we can hope. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, Kusi Kus, this has been an absolute delight. I wonder if there's anything I haven't asked you about that you'd like to talk about. Mm, I think we covered it, babes. Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you. And I will talk to all of you very soon. Ciao. <laughs>